Hello everyone and welcome to Raising Leaders. This is my podcast series on parenting and it's really targeted at mothers but I have since been told that fathers also listen to them and that makes me really glad because really to raise children as leaders it takes not just the mother and father it takes a village a village of committed leaders who are willing to make the sacrifice the necessary sacrifices to do whatever it takes to leave a legacy of leadership for the coming generation and that's why as part of this program we also have an arm of praying mothers, mothers who consistently join me every week in prayer and intercession for our children and for the children of the kingdom of God all over the world. So, so if you would like to join this group of mothers, please drop me a message wherever you got this podcast or email me on coachlara at laraejizu.com or reach out to me on WhatsApp at 234 234- Eight zero three three one five zero eight one five. All right. So with that said, let me now get into today's topic, and it's a really, really interesting topic. Uh, and, and I've titled it "War at Home: Handling Sibling Rivalry." I'm going to say that again: "War at Home: Handling Sibling Rivalry." So okay, I chose this topic. Uh, this week because at our last prayer meeting last week a parent requested that we pray about uh, you know this issue for her children it it may seem like you know there was some kind of little war if you like or factions uh, within within her home and so we prayed about it but I then said look I'm going to do a podcast on it because it's good to pray, um, and, and I know we would love to pray about everything, and it's good to pray about everything, but in my understanding of how God works, uh, prayer moves us in a particular direction, and so oftentimes when we pray, we're asking for direction, for information, for knowledge in a particular area, so that we can then go there and sort things out. So I said to her, I made her a promise that I was going to do a podcast on that and um, to kind of, you know, help her to take the necessary action um, after we, we had prayed, obviously. So today I'm going to share a few points. I have about five to six points, but I'm not sure I'm going to share everything in this episode. So you may get part one in this episode because like I said, I always try to keep them, my podcast, you know, especially this series of podcasts within 10, 15 minutes. So it becomes an easy listen, right? Um, so when I'm shooting towards that time, 10, 15 minutes, I'll cut it and then I'll, I'll send in part two. Uh, so look out for, for part two. All right. So the first thing that I want to talk about is don't show it. Don't confirm it. In fact, deny it. And to explain that, let me, let me repeat it again. Don't show it. Don't confirm it. In fact, deny it. Yeah. And to, to elaborate this point, I want to talk a little about my mom. My mom is not educated my mom didn't go to school 
former school, but she's one of the most intelligent and wisest people, person that I know. All right. My mom is so wise. But let me let me give you an example of how she used her wisdom in the midst of us. We're seven siblings. And you know, we always want to know who is mom's favorite or who is dad's favorite. And at some point it was obvious who dad's favorite is, but we always wanted to know who is mom's favorite. And and sometimes we would ask her, I know I asked her a few times and she would say, I don't have a favorite. I love all of you equally. And I didn't understand that until we began to grow and I began to observe how she dealt with each and every one of us. And so when my mom is dealing with me, the others looking on would think I'm her favorite. But I have also observed that when she's dealing with or working with my other siblings, they come across to me as her favorite. And so she had a very wise and diplomatic way of working in between us and giving us equal attention to the point that it was difficult. Till today, and my mom is over 80, till today, it's difficult to tell for anyone. We're we're all going to say, well, she's mom's favorite or he's mom's favorite. But at the end of the day, we're not sure because she never showed it. It's in her and will probably die with her. She probably has a favorite, but we can't say that this person is mom's favorite. We clearly really don't know because she shows us equal love equal attention and she's pained equally about each of our issues or each of our you know her challenges she expresses the same level of concern the same level of pain whoever it is and so that's what i mean when i say don't show it don't confirm it in fact deny it and when i say deny it Because the children at some point would ask you, and if they don't ask you, they're going to infer it. They're going to call one of them, well, that's mom's favorite. If you keep silent on it, then you've confirmed it. If you don't deny it right there and then, when they say that, then you've confirmed it. And you know what you've caused there is rivalry. You know, because we say often say, you know, uh, uh, sibling rivalry as if it just comes out of the blues. No, we are the ones that give them that impression. It's the parents that give them that impression. Children are very observant. Children are very, very intuitive. They pick things up, things not said. And we think, oh, they didn't know or they haven't heard. They don't need to hear. Sometimes they don't even need to see it. They sense it. And so when you're working with your children, you want to remember that, that they sense stuff going on. They don't have to see it. They don't have to hear it. I was working with, um, for some of you, you probably know that I have, I run a leadership program for children called The Seven Leaders. And we had a Zoom class a few weeks ago and we were looking at, you know, why is it that Jesus in Matthew 18 
used children as the example of leadership. And one of them said, children, she was looking for the right word. She said, but children sometimes know and they don't even know why they know, but they just know. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that the spirits of children are very, that's one of the reasons I work with them. Their spirits are very awake and very sensitive. And so they can pick things off. And you're wondering, how did they know? They know. So you want to be very careful that even when their spirits are telling them that, perhaps you have inferred it without you knowing and they, you know, um, mention it. You want to quickly make amends and denounce it right there and then that, hey, no, I love all of you equally, differently, but equally. Okay. I'm going to speak more about it as we go on. All right. So my next topic, my next um, point there is don't overreact. And this is what I mean. It doesn't matter whether you have just two children or three or four you find out that amongst them, one of them is going to be very organized um, and one will not be as organized. You probably have one that is a bit clumsy, can't be bothered. Yet you have another one that seems, you know, very articulate or intelligent and all of that. Now you want to be very careful not to overreact when you're working with the one that seems clumsy and you know maybe not together not organized be very careful not to make them feel worse than they already because they know every time they're clumsy every time they're not doing things right they know within themselves that they are like that and so instead of confirming what they know you want to speak to them in what you want them to see what you want them to see about themselves so if one of them is clumsy you know rather than calling them clumsy rather than calling them slow or uh, unorganized you want to speak you want to react positively rather than you know negatively to what you're seeing that you do not like and a suggestion could be, you know, wouldn't it be better if you did it this way? What if you did it that way? Rather than saying, you know, you're just so clumsy, you're so unorganized, can't you see? And that's my next point. Don't compare. Because oftentimes parents will say, well, can't you see your brother? Can't you see the way your sister does it? Some parents go as far as say can't you be i think that's probably one of the worst things a parent can say i'm going to speak about some terrible things you shouldn't say to your children but one of them is saying can't you be (coughs) like your brother can't you be like your sister the answer to that is no because they weren't designed to be like them. They weren't meant to be like them. They were meant to be themselves. So one of the worst things a parent can do to their children 
and to create the ground, you know, the fertile ground for rivalry is to make comparisons between A and B. I'm going to stop here and I'm going to come back and talk about three or four more points. So I want you to stay tuned. Look out for my next podcast that's going to be talking about this. Again, if you would like to join our Raising Leaders Prayer Group, reach out to me on WhatsApp on 234-803-315 or Sorry, I'm going to take that again. On WhatsApp on 234-803-315-0815. Or send me an email on coachlara at larajizu.com. So I come your way again. This is Coach Lara wishing you happy parenting. Take care.